Welcome to Spotlight, episode two, featuring Annie Mark. Annie and Mary Baker from Annie Mark will be on to talk more about the origins of Annie Mark, where they're headed, and how they got there as well, too. And of course, some of the interesting dynamics. Uh, Annie and Mary and I go back uh, for a really long time in first, and it's great to always catch up with them. Uh, at the time of the recording, saw them at IRI a little bit before that. So great to be able to sit down with them for a little while, talk more about Annie Mark, learn more about uh, their dynamics and challenges as a company and uh, what they're looking forward to in future seasons as well. So enjoy episode two from Spotlight. This video on First Updates Now is made possible by viewers like you and also the following sponsors. If you're a college student or recent graduate looking for an incredible internship, take a look at Stryker. Stryker provides a housing stipend, great pay, and an opportunity to work with state-of-the-art medical technology equipment. Discover why so many FIRST alumni are coming to Stryker for their internship or career at careers.stryker.com. Discover MSOE, where hands-on learning today can lead to real-world applications tomorrow, including their We Energy STEM Center, built to support FIRST teams. Head on over to msoe.edu slash visit to see a virtual tour and schedule your campus visit today. Welcome to episode two of Fun Spotlight, shining the light on Annie Mark. Annie Mark has been a cornerstone in the first community for nearly 20 years, where their mission is to strive to develop innovative products and outstanding service while inspiring their customers and making a positive impact in their community. Starting with Andy Baker and Mark Coors out of their homes in 2004, Annie Mark now employs several dozen employees in a beautiful 80,000 plus square foot facility. Currently, Andy Mark is one of the leading distributors and makers of robotics parts within the robotics mobility and competition market, shipping to over 70 countries. Welcome on, Andy and Mary. Great to see you two. Hey, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and we just got to see each other uh, about a week and a half ago at IRI, so it's great to, to have you on. And, and I do got to say, uh, we go way back, you know, in the first uh, ethos of what it is in the, the first boomer space. Uh, I want to tell a really quick story, by the way of where I was a student and uh, Andy, you were a drive coach back in the day for 45 uh, on the Technocats. And I just want to share something I remember about you. One of the, the first memories that I have of you, uh, it was about 20 years ago, uh, but it was how you approached uh, pre-match strategy, Andy. This is something that always still sticks in my head uh, that, you know, based on like your notoriety back then, like everybody, you know, as a student, we're like, okay, let's hear what Andy has to say in a pre-match meeting, right? And instead you took the time uh, to look at me, I remember this uh, in particular, say, you know what, Tyler, what do you want to do first? And you listen to what uh, I wanted to do as a student as an idea and a pre-match strategy before uh, you presented any strategy ideas. And that's just something that's always stuck with me uh, as my first memory of you, Andy. And I think it's something that a lot of drive coaches could learn from. So I, I, just something that's that's I always remember about you every time I see you. Uh, that and uh, a 2002 uh, red cards in IRI, but we won't talk about that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you've forgotten about the red card. Yeah. <laughs> this man just drove up and blocked the Yeah. If if you look, if if you if you go through an alliance strategy meeting, most of the time, people want to do the right thing. People want to do what each other's robot and team want to do. So there's 90% of the time the the other team gets to do what they want to do. So only yeah. about 10% of the time, we really need to correct it. So uh, I'm, I'm very hands-off during Alliance strategy and all that. And, and this year, I I was back on the field as a as a field coach for Technocats for the first time in, I think, 11 years. Oh, wow. And um, our, our our human player was our strategy um, negotiator. And he would he would do it all. And I, if 
if he did something wrong, I might say, hey, could you do it this way instead? Just, you know, try not to be so forceful or whatever. But I was just coaching him doing the same thing. That was kind of that was kind of fun during that during the time here in Indiana. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you were back behind the glass. That's awesome to hear on that. So yeah. look forward to seeing other things for that too. So, hey, on today's episode, by the way, we're going to provide a brief overview of the history of Annie Mark and how it's helping the first community, including uh, how Annie Mark got started and uh, advice for maybe starting entrepreneurs, uh, key milestones in Annie Mark's history, what it's like for two people to live together and run a business together and what that dynamic uh, must be like. I'm sure there's some interesting stories there. Uh, and then uh, what's to come for Annie Mark, including new partnerships and how it may impact those of us who are in first. So uh, Mary and Andy, let's get started and let's talk about uh, how Andy Mark, how Andy Mark got started. Uh, and then uh, I'd love to just hear maybe one or two uh, advice for like young entrepreneurs or, or people who are starting out in entrepreneurship of lessons learned on your end too. Okay. I'll get, I'll start. Um, mm -hmm. How Andy Mark got started was that I was, uh, well, on Technocats, back in uh, 2000, 2001, we started giving away designs that were that were completed after the season was finished, and so we we got a lot of notoriety. The Technocats did over over you know the years 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, and then um, one of the students, DJ Fluck on Technocats, yeah. nom nominated me for Woody Flowers Award, and I so I got a lot of attention as the guy that helped coordinate that design to be released. And so shortly after that, um, we started getting feedback from teams saying, we like your designs, but we don't have access to a CNC um, operation here. Could you just sell us this design? And so that, okay, that, that got us thinking. And so I, I shopped the idea around a little bit, talked to some companies, um, kind of realized that, um, it's best for us, for us two, mm -hmm. to stay here in Kokomo, Indiana, not move to go work at another company. And um, that's that's a short story to make out of a long story. But right, well, and he, this was one of the very first compromises that we yeah. made, right? And so he said, at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had given up my career as a marketing professional. And so this was a big compromise. He said, if you support me with building this company, then, um, you know, I'll let, then I'm, I'm going to support you being a stay-at-home mom. This was the, the great compromise. I didn't really think it was going to work, frankly. I'll be real honest. Yeah. Did but, but, but the key was <laughs> I really had her unconditional support for Andy Mark um, as, as a, not only a supporting me, but, but really – helping out the company when she, where she could. Right. She had marketing background. She had some um, customer service background, some with working at the hospital, working with different clients and such. And Mark and Emily's background, yeah. the four of us, it was, it was really, um, it was ideal because Emily had accounting background. So she did the books, Mark with his design, Andy with more of the entrepreneurship, and then my, with the customer service and marketing background. So the four of us working together those first three or four years um, without any other, we, we made a really good team. So um, all of our skill sets match very nicely. And something uh, that we'll mention a little bit too is is Mark Kors, who's one of the founders of Annie Mark, and we'll talk about uh, his retirement, and uh, I think it was 2016 as well too. Uh, but uh, Andy I, I, or Mary, I'd love to just hear like so. I, if I remember correctly, you and Mark were both working at Delphi, is that right? Yeah, we were both on. We were both at Delphi. 
I think we we would see each other a little bit at work. Okay, so Delphi in Kokomo in the nineties, there were twelve thousand employees there. So wow. okay. if 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 like you have a, if you had a relative that worked at Delphi, there's probably a likely I like I, I didn't know them. I mean, most of the people there I didn't know, but surprisingly, I, I would see Mark um, because we were in like adjacent departments, but. I really got to know Mark by both of us being recruited to be mentors on 45 on Technocats. Sure. Going into the 1998 season, they did um, Delphi did some mentor transition. We were the new guys going into 98 and we had a magical year and we won the world championships in 98. So that kind of solidified us as mentors on the team for a while. So with that success, um, we also saw some, you know, a lot, like a lack of parity between the teams that were the, the successful teams and the teams that really didn't have any strong mentorship or resources. So we saw the need at that time to make a company that would su- supply um, simple things like even like Omni wheels. There wasn't a place you can buy an Omni wheel or a, a gearbox or a aluminum sprocket or a battery cable at all. You had to, all those things teams were making on their own. And it was not very easy. One thing I want to ask is, um, I mean, Mary, you mentioned that, you know, overall there's a lot of great compatibility and chemistry in, in starting Animark. But I'd love to hear about, you know, were there any uh, major pain points uh, starting out a business that way? And uh, how did you get through those? And maybe any advice to people who are, are struggling with the similar things? Maybe even me, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was hard. Okay, so um, – for three years, we didn't pay ourselves anything. Yeah. I think both Mark and I put in, I think we put in five grand each to, to build up some inventory. And then we we put all of our net income back into the company as inventory. And then after three years, um, I pretty much said, this is this is wearing me down. I got to go. I got to go full time, Andy Mark, or um, we're done. And I, I, sure. I can't do this anymore. Um, and, uh, we just cash flowed my, uh, my salary and that worked, but no, that those, those first three years, we didn't really have any, I didn't have any free time. It was kind of crazy. I remember watching, um, I remember watching football. I mean, I like watching football at home and I'd be watching football and the girls and I would be like assembling, um, mechanic wheels or something on the dining room table. Mm-hmm. It was, and we, of... and we depended on, not, we, we didn't depend, but we appreciated and we got help from local first teams. Even when we moved into Inventrack, which was our first offsite location outside of our homes, um, teams came and because they knew that our order fulfillment was, was slow and we needed to assemble some parts and products. And I remember um, a, Scott Miller, in his group, 829. There were students there. There were students from Purdue. They'd show up on a Saturday or whatever evening. You'd give them pizza. You'd feed some college student pizza and soda, and they were happy. Um, That's how how Jerry Bud started with us. He just would come over and help us out. Eventually, um, I I called him up when he was on his honeymoon and asked him if he wanted to work for us, but that's another story. Right, but so so we we really appreciated the support of the community, and anybody who's in first understands that community responsiveness and it, it was it was great but we did a lot of stuff i mean those battery plugs i don't know how many hours i would put stickers on battery plugs that we'd put in kit of parts how many of those did we i mean like 
thousands and thousands. And I literally put stickers on every one of those. And we did that several months in advance, but it was an all hands on deck in the Baker household. And I know the Coors did a, did a lot too. Um, that's a great segue to go into. I'd love to hear uh, more about uh, some like uh, key components over Annie Mark's history. Uh, and I'd also love to hear about becoming a crown supplier uh, with first that, that history and that journey too. Um, gosh. Okay. So some of the key components early on, um, I think one of the, one of the things we all, we always wanted to do was, was make products that fix problems. Sure. And I think the first one, the, the first one we, that we really did that fixed a problem was, I mean, there was a lot of them, but the battery cable AM-0009, that was a huge, that was a huge product. And we've sold that thing for, I mean, we sell it today. It's, it, I mean, it was one of our first products. And the problem was uh, lugs on those six gauge wires would come loose. And the lugs that first were put in the kit they had some, I think they had some sleeve like um, lugs that you would crimp, and then have, they had another lug that you had to screw down. Well, that was a mistake. They should not be putting the screw down lugs in the kit of parts. Teams didn't know, teams didn't know how to use them. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good video. <laughs> These um, are all great. Blast from the past, right? So the, the providing a cable to a team that didn't know that didn't have the proper crimp to make the lug to six gauge wire connection was a key thing that helped them perform well on, on the, on the field. Cause you know, if, if your crimp isn't good on your battery, you're, you're, you're going to lose power and you're out of, out of luck. Um, other problems we fixed were lightweight, lightweight um, sprockets with aluminum sprockets. You couldn't find them on the market before we had them. The only place you can find them were, they were very large, like this big, that was the um, the go kart market, and those weren't those were too large for our market. Um, shifting gearboxes and the AM the AM Planetary was a super wasn't the most reliable product. It would jam up sometimes on teams, but it was it was the predecessor to the Versa Planetary. It was the predecessor to the Sport gearboxes. Well, and becoming a crown supplier for FIRST was very important. And that happened, you know, we we strive to support the FIRST programs, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. they're our biggest customer. And so doing whatever we can to help them, some of the early things that Mark Kors would go out and offer engineering support for several weeks when it came to game design. So that was one of the things. Obviously, the kit of parts, providing items for the kit of parts um, early on. And then that evolved also some of our Crown Supplier sponsorship. First Choice, we did, um, we did that for, um, and we continue to do that, to offer that service to teams. So there are a number of ways that we like to contribute to first and support first and its programs because obviously it's it's important to us personally but but it we we believe in the program right and yeah. so we're willing to give our time and our money to first and, and we love the program but admittedly that's the way we get our our name in front of the team so they know who we are they know what we can provide to them to make their their seasons better. Something I want to ask you uh, as well too, is you mentioned that, you know, first is your largest customer, but who are some of your other customers or how do you branch out outside of first? Um, 
gosh, early on um, with Andy Mark, I have a lot of stories where we had mentors on teams who would utilize um, utilize a, a gearbox or a sprocket or something on their on on the team they're mentoring in their day job. I know two two occasions where one of the guys was working as a, a mentor on an Orlando FRC team, and he used a gearbox on the "It's a Small World" ride for one of the little little things that does this yeah. in Walt Disney World. And then another guy, um, well, no, that's okay. So, mechanic wheels themselves. We we came out with mechanic wheels in two thousand six, after Team three fifty seven really introduced mechanic wheels to first um, through their gesture drive project, yep. which I thought was, I, I think it's the most impactful product that we've had in all of first FRC, maybe not so much, but FTC, um, you see mechanic wheels everywhere. Oh, everywhere. So yeah. Without, I think without our effort to start mechanic wheels, um, we wouldn't be where we are in FTC, especially, but so what happened with mechanic wheels is we were one of, we, we were the only place to sell a commercially available mechanic wheel back in 2006 2007 and um worldwide there were people that would that would um come get our mechanic wheels and so uh it's the, the market outside of first yes okay so uh, we saw a lot of different um teams in Robot competitions in Southeast Asia starting starting to use Army Cannon wheels, and then there there are Southeast Asian companies that would that would copy or improve upon Army Cannon wheels and make them better. One of those companies that started that, that was Nexus, and they do a pretty good job with that right now. And then, um, like even there's a guy that was a, a a tech director on the Jay Leno show who built Jay Leno a mechanic wheel chair. So to answer your question, Tyler, other markets really have grown. So you do have college. So students who sure. have um, our alumni from first, right, they go, they have senior projects, they have, um, they're on other teams. Um, maybe it's the Mars Rover. There are a lot of teams um, collegially. So that's this, we see that spread of our mar market. We also have a, um, at Purdue University, with their elect one of their um, electrical classes, we provide a robot to that's actually part of the curriculum. Um, what class is that? Well, it's it's ME three seventy five. Yeah, it's, it's a mechanical engineering class that teaches electrical control systems to people like me who yeah. are mechanical engineers but not so good at control stuff. So it's a little we use our skitter robot for for that project and and so and then we have other customer you know that it, it really is just a matter of any more the benefit of google and doing a search and someone's looking for mechanic looking for certain parts and products so right now we see a a big wide range of where our customers and sometimes we wonder what what they're up to when they purchase the products that <laughs> they do but um, yeah, it is nice that, that we, we do sell outside the first market. Um, if I remember correctly, a few years ago, you unveiled a, a robot that you were working with uh, law enforcement agencies with or a supplier for that. Is that something you're still creating? Yeah, we've sold maybe, gosh, close to 200 of these robots that for, are for Transcend Robotics. Sure. Transcend Robotics, it's a, it's a recon robot going into it that goes into a situation, gets eyes and ears on a on a situation that's tough and it, it provides 
uh, a non-lethal engagement situation or non-lethal engagement solution for an officer or a team of officers to, to de-escalate the situation. It saves lives for the law enforcement officers and it saves lives for the, the person who's in trouble. Perpetrators don't get killed and officers don't get killed. And we've saved lives with these robots. Yeah. So we are a supplier then for Transcend. So that, okay. that project that product continues. Very cool. Uh, I want to cover uh, a couple more things while I still have time. I'd uh, love to hear about how Anymark got involved with uh, FTC more because uh, if you don't know, uh, your company is directly involved with some of the game design uh, as well too. And of course, the uh, supplier for the FTC sets as well. So tell me a little bit more about uh, that backstory and, and maybe uh, how that's, uh, not to use the word you just said, but transcended over the uh, uh, years as well. Sure. We started by selling the, the FTC perimeter. Um, FTC had a, they had a design they wanted us to sell. So we sold that design and then, um, we actually improved upon the design and kind of made it, made a new brand new design for the perimeter. We started selling, um, soft tiles shortly after that. So teams would start coming to us for, for really like, like event setup or, um, you know, if they, if they wanted to start a team, they, they wanted a perimeter first would list us as one of the approved perimeter suppliers. Then um, I think it was 2011, we started selling uh, racquetballs, I think, yeah, the for game one of the elements. games, mm -hmm. the game elements. They needed a, a distributor for that because they needed a consistent um, racquetball for all all the teams. Sure. So back in early, you know, 20, 2010, 11, 12, they, they had, um, field plans where the teams would have to make their own field components oh, right. and the event organizers would have to make their own field components for the, the, the teams to play on. Oh, wow. And so yeah. if, if you were good at making, if you were good at following a print package and making these things and maybe you had a shop class at your school or something, it wasn't, wasn't that hard, but that lack of consistency from your practice field to the, the, the competition field was very important and not, always met that that consistency wasn't there and heaven forbid if the event organizers didn't build their field right right yeah. and it wasn't to spec they would hear they would not hear the end of it so i think it was the fall of 2014 they asked us to make the field components for cascade effect and um since then we've been we've been the 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 field component supplier for ftc and um, we're working on one right now. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's that's our biggest job this summer is getting all the components right and all the all the things fixed and set up for distribution for FTC field components. And and Andy Mark does uh, handle in some sort of like a consulting with the game design committee, right, in regards to uh, providing feedback on what's actually like, hey, this is realistic or not realistic sort of thing. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. We so gosh up until up until maybe two a year and a half ago that project really was coordinated and ran by danny blau yep. and he was he was a great Andy mark employee he went on to to uh, working on really cool things at milwaukee um milwaukee tool up in wisconsin so he doesn't he's not on this project anymore so um we we're pretty much the engineering and manufacturing service to the game design committee we're sure. not we're not on games like committee we are pretty much at their service to do what they wish so there's there's three entities in that process there's first headquarters 
there's game design committee for FTC, and then there's Andy Mark that really just executes and evaluates and, and performs as they want us to. So they give us a budget and, and they don't know all the numbers and everything. So, so we say, hey, this, this, this is costing a lot. You know, having that many game pieces costs this much. You might want to back it off or something. But they, um, they, they give us a lot of direction and we just kind of do it. We, we, um, we, we do what we can to meet their, their needs, really. I'd like to jump a little bit back into uh, the history of Animark and, and kind of go into what I would kind of consider the modern era of uh, Animark. And that was uh, when Mark Kors announced he's going to be stepping down uh, and retiring. Uh, so I'd love to hear about from, from an entrepreneurial perspective myself, uh, kind of switching from like a, a, a partnership into more of a uh, sole proprietorship. I, I'm sure you don't run your business as a sole proprietorship, but probably I'm guessing I'd love to hear too, if it's an LLC or S corp or how you do that. Uh, but talk to me about how that transition went. Uh, and then I love love to hear between you two like how how has that evolved with your relationship uh, moving forward in these last five six years we are an s corp we, we we set we got ourselves set up back when we first started the company that way sure um that's um <clears throat> so yeah so mark and i were talking about him retiring well he was talking about retiring for a few years before he retired he was He's about 14, 15 years older than me. Yeah. So his 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 kids were having grandkids. He was wanting to take more time uh, away from the business. He was wanting to tinker, tinker on some things, and um, so it just worked out well that it, he retired in June of 2016. Sadly, he was diagnosed with with um, ALS ALS in January of 2017. Six months later, so it was two and a, he had two and a half years after his retirement um, th that it, it wasn't the best retirement, obviously, because yeah. he, he 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 had grand plans to do these really cool things with his family and his grandkids. He was he was uh, actually tinkering and working part time at Kokomo Opalescent Glass because he 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 liked to um, help out that company also, and that was a neat opportunity for him. Um, so for, for what, what, what happened during that time for Andy Mark is that, um, really Mary, Mary was always considered a, a leader of the company as was Emily, as was Mark. It was like a, a foursome for, for years until Emily retired and then Mark retired. Sure. So Mary is in the same role that she has been since we began, really. I think she, the title has changed maybe, but she's, she's still, part of the ownership team of Andy Mark. Right. And, and the difference from a, a partnership as opposed to Andy running the business, it, 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 it is just very, it's a lot easier for Andy. I think, you know, you do take into consideration as a partnership, you have to take into consideration the partner and there, there weren't necessarily conflicts, but there, you know, there were times when you would have to stop and you'd There's have compromise, to, right? Right. There's a lot of those compromise. So, I mean, it really was, it, it was a nice opportunity now for Andy to take the helm of the company. And he always was, you know, he, that's the, the Andy and Mark worked together and um, they worked together very well. But I think that it was just a little bit easier for Andy now. It just, it, 
Well, and, and I would think too, being at that time, you know, over a decade in as well, that being more established probably makes that transition a bit easier, right? Then, you know, if, right. if all of a sudden something were to happen to a partner like a year or two in uh, for things, you know, looking at Andy, Mark, I would think your position and where you were at as a company was probably at a much healthier state for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, that is certainly a pivotal point in the history of Andy Mark, right? So this was the time when Mark stepped down and um, the company continued to move forward and along the path that Mark helped prepare. So it, it was a nice transition. How would you say that uh, your relationship with each other has uh, evolved uh, in perspective of Andy Mark? I would say... When we, when we first got married in, in, um, in 94, we would not have been able to work together back then. Sure. I think we were, we were pretty immature, young. Like, yeah. We were in our 20s. Um, we, were nece- we weren't necessarily very immature, but it's just as you get older, you, you learn that you can do these things that you didn't think you were earlier. And I think, um, I, th- I think also out of necessity, we've just kind of learned to work together as as not only a married couple but also business partners, right? Right. And I often I often tell people that she runs the house and I run the business. So that's essentially the rule. Yeah. That Andy, when it comes when it comes down to it and the decision making, when it comes to the house, it's if if that we're at an impasse, then my vote counts too. Sure. And the same with the business. And I think we respect each other. Respect, compromise are um, important. And it's not that we don't have disagreements, but somehow, and and it it wasn't even conscious. We never really sat down and talked about these are the rules, right? We're not going to talk about work after these hours or this and that. But it, it kind of has evolved into that. So it's just a natural progression of our relationship and of the business. So it's it's been nice. And yes, hindsight, I would never have told you that I would be able to work with my husband, but <laughs> sure. it's, it's been a great partnership. I, I remember vividly driving to Cedar Point for a vacation, and um, we, were, we, were, we were just starting to hire people at Antimark. And we, yeah, we, we, put, we took like a day or two at Cedar Point. So we were driving to Cedar Point, like, how do I, how do I convey what, what, what Mark and I want in our minds onto other people's work ethics and such? And so... Her and I actually wrote our our team goals and team mission in the van on the way to Cedar Point. Nice. And not and not one word of those have changed since yeah. that time, like was like fifteen years ago. Right. And with the girls in the back of the van, who knows how much they contributed <laughs> yeah, to I'm that sure conversation. Ton, you know, it is a family affair, right? Yeah. You know, our our girls are all alumni of first programs and it's it's been it's been great. It's who who would have known 18 years ago that we could have um, built a company like this? But it is very gratifying to know that um, we we have a, a great company, employ some fabulous employees, and yeah. um, work our customer base is in, incredible. So yeah, it's it is it's very gratifying. Uh, and I just want to say too, uh, you mentioned your daughter as well too, who I think have forged an awesome path of their own. And if you didn't watch IRI, uh, Rachel, I think is is an absolutely phenomenal MC. And I don't even think a lot of people even necessarily correlated that that 
you know, that is that is your daughter as well, too. And, and Rachel, uh, to me, has become one of my favorite MCs in first. Uh, her delivery is just fantastic. So uh, kudos uh, to, you know, of course, her and the rest of your family as well, too, for, for forging their own path as well and making themselves uh, stand out in the first community. I think it's great. Well, Tyler, that, that means a lot. You're you're a premier MC also. Mary and I had a great time with not, you. Not this as much year. anymore, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I think you you kind of showed your true your true value when you were at the Las Vegas Regional this year. And you had to kind of save the event by stretching for an hour during <laughs> downtime when when the kids on the teams create a situation that actually broke the software for yeah. the Las Vegas regional. But that's another it, story. I think it was more than an hour. It was at least an hour. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was an interesting time, but a great time. Uh, definitely for sure. Uh, so a couple last things to, to, to talk about here is one of them is uh, moving into your uh, new space and new facility. Uh, and the video I have up is actually your previous one, if I remember correctly, because uh, this is the Harlem Shake era. Great dancing. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, but um... but you moved from you've been in a couple spaces now. And now this one is your 80,000 uh, square foot facility. Plenty of space for pallets of fuel, I know. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, just more about how that's been working out for you. And what does that mean for the future of uh, from Annie Mark in regards to space utilization as well? Well, we don't want to move again. So we, <laughs> sure. we <laughs> and that's that was part of we we had with our last um, facility, and it was twenty four thousand square feet, and that was twenty eighteen, and we were even leasing space at that time just to store things. It wasn't fuel, but um, to store things like glyphs and such. Right. Yeah. So um, with our next building purchase, we did look and we said, OK, just like we had previously, we said, OK, we're not going to do this again. We're going to have the space allocated. And, it, you know, the buildings are full now, but um, we do have some other tenants and we have the opportunity to grow. Um, for, you know, whatever the future of Andy Mark has in store, you know, we, we don't know, right? Five years from now, four years ago, when we went in there, we said, gosh, we would never use all of this space. <laughs> and and occasionally our operations director, Mark Stoltz, will say, hey, I need some more space. <laughs> Sadly, right now it's full because we have five tenants total in, in, the, in the building that oh, Andy awesome. Mark is in. So we do have that and knowing that, that we do have tenants in the building and knowing that we have the opportunity for growth for whatever the future may hold. Yeah. I, w I was at your, uh, your new, your new, new now, right. Uh, facility right. right when you moved in, actually, I was there. Uh, and yeah, if, if anybody has a chance, uh, I'm going to assume you're still welcoming visitors, uh, to your, Absolutely. your so yeah. So make Absolutely. sure you make, please stop by. Uh, I would say at least from, from my end, it was really cool to see just how the operations work, uh, where everything is. Uh, I'm always an admirer of just how logistics work in general. Uh, so if you want to see, uh, something really cool, I really do, uh, Highly advise if you get a chance to drive to Kokomo, Indiana, uh, to go check out the Andy Mark uh, facility as well. Uh, I do want to ask as we start to wrap up, uh, what does the future look like uh, for for Andy Mark? We talked about you, you know you're in your large space now for things. Uh, I do want to uh, mention that you just announced a uh, partnership with uh, Shore Drive Specialties uh, as well too. So I'd love to hear about uh, anything else uh, in that regard. Like what what's kind of the the future look like for Andy Mark, or what's maybe your at least your vision for the future of Andy Mark? Well, we still want to make great parts for first teams. That's that's one of our main goals is uh, as product makers for first teams. Um, we want to help make teams keep their team sustainable, so it's not so hard to build a robot. And it, it, it's you know back twenty years ago before any 
off the shelf companies made parts. It was it was, it was hard to do. So yeah. we want we want to continue to grow first, so teams can have an easy not easy a, a, a good time building the robots. So yeah, our, our partner our distributorship deal with um, Swerve Dry Specialties SDS is, is something that we're really really happy with. We want to work to maintain that position so that they want to sell through Andy Mark. Um, we have a great customer service team and a business office that can handle the the load of people that give a lot of requests for um, new orders or where's my order and all that stuff and demand. So we will work hard to to make um, make those products get out out to the teams in a in a fast way and an efficient way. Um, we're always developing new products. We, we have actually have the highest number of engineers on staff now, and we have a new engineering director, Micah Kadic, and so she is leading a, a great team of engineers that's, that's doing lots of things. We had um, two, actually one, two, uh, three new engineers um, are starting either recently or will be starting. We have um, Jonathan Lane, who is a new control systems engineer for us. We have Peyton Young, I think Tyler, you know Peyton. I do, yeah. Peyton, he's been around for a long time, but he's now on our staff, and he's he's one of our focused um, FTC engineers. And that was important to us when we yeah. had that engineering. You know, we are FRC centric in in many ways, and so when we hired that and posted that position, we made sure that we hired someone with First Tech Challenge experience yeah. because that is that there's a lot of growth potential in that market. And you talk about the future of Andy Mark. I mean, we, we see a lot of opportunities for um, FTC and, and products in that area. So I, I do want to ask in regards to, to products, I'm sure you can't necessarily speak to some of them right now, but uh, I'm assuming, uh, are there going to be new products for both FRC and FTC? And when can we maybe expect release dates for some of those products? Well, um, I always, we, we always want to give, the earliest release date we can, but we're not done with, we don't usually release something until we're almost done or we have product that's almost in the door. We, we don't like saying, hey, here's a new product and it's coming in six months um, with regard to being available. Sure. So um, as we get closer to um, September 10th FTC kickoff, we're going to have some new FTC products and some of them are going to be, be I think some will be a, a large impact. I think we're really happy about about many of them coming out. So we, I don't think we're going to do a like a. Well, we're not really sure what our strategy for for releasing those are yet. I'm I'm eager so, to hear what he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting to hear how he was going to answer this question. Yeah. I'm eager about the product, but we haven't we haven't we haven't got a plan for exactly how we're going to release them. Lately, it's been this, the products get released as they as they come available, but that's not really been up to me in the last couple of years. So, well, we'll as this as typical as as usual, Tyler, as we get closer to kickoffs for each event or for each program, we will have new products come out. So, so just to clarify, there are also new FRC products that are Animark specific coming out too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Well, we look forward to uh, to seeing uh, both of those uh, programs and the new products that you have coming out for them. Very excited to see 
uh, with that as well, too. Well, uh, Andy and Mary, just want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to tell us more about the history of Antarctica. You know, the conversations that we always have, there's always probably another three hours that we can talk about uh, with these things. And uh, I'm sure at some point we'll get to some of that. Uh, but I appreciate sure. at least giving the overview that, that we did and hearing more about it and excited to see uh, what is the future uh, of Antimark and that continue to go. And I just want to thank you for all the service that Antimark does to the first community uh, and over the years. I mean, your business, no doubt, but it doesn't mean that you're not providing a fantastic service uh, to all of us uh, in first as well, too. So thank you. Thanks, welcome, Tyler. Welcome, We've welcome. enjoyed this. Thanks so much for yeah. having us. Yeah. And make sure you check out uh, AnnieMark at AnnieMark.com and all their social channels, including now on TikTok. I've seen that uh, a few times. Uh, and I also want to shout out, too, I've really been a huge fan of your uh, How Do I series on YouTube as well, too. So make sure you check out those videos on uh, YouTube under AnnieMark. And hopefully we'll see some more uh, Lunch with Andy uh, in the future as well, too. Looking forward to those. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Thank you. That will be it for uh, a fun spotlight. Check out more shows on youtube.com slash first updates now. This video on first updates now is made possible by viewers like you and also the following sponsors. Discover MSOE, where hands-on learning today can lead to real-world applications tomorrow, including their We Energy STEM Center built to support first teams. Head on over to msoe.edu slash visit to see a virtual tour and schedule your campus visit today. If you are a college student or recent graduate looking for an incredible internship, take a look at Stryker. Stryker provides a housing stipend, great pay, and an opportunity to work with state-of-the-art medical technology equipment. Discover why so many FIRST alumni are coming to Stryker for their internship or career at careers.stryker.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell to stay up to date on our new videos. Keep the conversation going and provide your input to our content. Watch our live shows at twitch.tv forward slash first updates now. Join our Discord at discord.gg forward slash first updates now. And check out Fun FTC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And First Updates Now on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.